Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of The Dark Place. I'm your host Adam and tonight I'm going to be diving into the chilling and perplexing case that shook a quiet neighborhood. So join us as we explore the case of Cassandra George. Family, violence, and descent into darkness. But before we get into the show tonight, please go to all of our social media pages. That is the Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, The Other People Show. Our uh, audience and fans are growing each week, so we really do appreciate you all taking the time to listen to this show. Now on with the case. Cassandra, which we'll call Cassie, was a 17-year-old high school student living in Georgia. On April 7, 2017, her life took a tragic turn when her and her boyfriend, Johnny Ryder, brutally attacked her grandparents, Wendy and Randall Bjorge, and her younger sister. The motive behind the violence remains slightly puzzling, leaving the investigators and the community baffled. So, in this case, Cassandra Bjorge, which we'll call Cassie, was a troubled youth. Her mother had sent her to live with her grandparents in the community of Lawrenceville, Georgia, and Cassie originally lived in Duluth, Georgia. So her mother was unable to uh, pretty much do anything with Cassie. Cassie uh, really did hate authority, didn't want to do anything that her mother said. She stayed up late, stayed out, didn't come home, um, and would constantly argue and be involved in with the wrong crowd. Her mother thinking, you know, maybe if she could get a new scenery for her daughter, that she could get her daughter going down a different path, the right path. So her grandparents, um, Wendy and Randall Bjorge, invited Cassie to come stay with them. Now, they were a loving older couple. They were liked in the neighborhood. They were quiet, but they were also really, really good neighbors. Everyone spoke fondly of them. They were liked. They helped out with their church community activities and the love that they had for their granddaughter Cassandra was uh, ever abundant and uh, everyone knew that uh, that had happened and everyone knew that Wendy and Randall had a great sense of love for their granddaughter and wanted nothing more than to help her succeed and to get on the right path of life they really thought that deep down the Cassie would eventually turn it around and do the right thing. They thought that she was just going through, she never really had um, what you would say a stable childhood. She never really had, knew a father that much and there's not a lot known about her early childhood except that when she was, uh, like we'd said a moment ago, during her early teens that there were always problems and she was always hanging out with the wrong crowd. Now that didn't change once Cassie moved to Lawrenceville, Georgia. She was still continuing to hang out with the wrong crowd, still continuing to do the wrong things, 
still not listening to authority figures or her grandparents and was not going to school as well. The police were called 31 times on Cassandra while she lived with her grandparents. 18 of those times they were called because Cassandra went missing and ran away from home. Her grandmother, Wendy, would often post updates about uh, and make flyers and posts on social media asking, have you seen my granddaughter? Uh, here's a picture of what she looks like. Here's her name. Please, please look out for this young lady. So her grandmother and grandfather really did care about her and really did want to try to get her on the right path. They really did want the best for Cassandra, but she was having none of it. So on April 8th, 2017, her and her boyfriend, John, Johnny, brutally attacked her grandparents, Wendy and Randall. So what happened is they had a bigger plan. The uh, Cassie had apparently ran away from home. Her grandparents, uh, especially uh, Wendy, had posted on Facebook that they hope that the granddaughter will return. And if anybody has any information, please let her know. That was the last post that her grandmother made. The plan was, <clears throat> come to find out, that Cassandra, Cassie, and her boyfriend, Johnny, were waiting that night on April 8th, 2017, for her grandparents' bedroom lights and all the lights in the house to be cut off, shut down, silent, quiet, asleep. They had planned and followed through that uh, they would sneak in and commit very heinous act. Now what drove these young individuals to commit such a heinous act? We know that there are warning signs that everyone saw. They were trying to uh, reconcile and come up with a solution, but it wasn't enough in time. So as we're examining the, the background, the relationship, the mental states, the underlying issues, maybe untreated mental health issues or problems, but there's a lot of things that could contribute to this type of behavior. So that night, the two, Cassie and Johnny, snuck in, and Cassie got her grandmother, pulled her grandmother out of the bed, duct taped her to a chair, and stabbed her multiple times. The same was said of Randall. He was stabbed multiple times and deceased and died within just a few minutes, both of them. But what did Cassie and Johnny decide to do? They decided to take the grandparents' uh, bodies, leave them in the bedroom, and duct tape and pack them in to the bedroom. Pack them in to their bedroom to make sure that no one could get in and to make sure that no uh, smell or scent could get out. They proceeded to order takeout, smoke marijuana, go downstairs and relax. Over the next week, this pattern would play out over and over again.
No one knew what had happened as they were partying. So on that night, like I said, they uh, snuck in, killed the grandparents, sealed the bedroom door, and let the bodies begin to decay. They do that for a few days, maybe about five or six days, and then they decide to take her grandparents' vehicle, take Wendy's vehicle. They're going to uh, Johnny's sister's place, and when they go there, the, uh, the sister of Johnny shows up, and she goes in her bedroom, and they had found, the sister had found that her room had been torn apart. So Cassie and Jordan leave the grandparents' house. They're driving over to uh, Jordan's family because they planned on going on a killing spree, killing Jordan's family as well. They've already been in through the house. The sister comes in, Jordan's sister, excuse me, Johnny's sister comes in, sees that her room has been torn apart with several items missing, and that's when there's a confrontation between Johnny's sister and Johnny. So Johnny then sprays his sister and her boyfriend with pepper, pepper spray. So Johnny, so Johnny then gets pepper spray and sprays his sister and his sister's boyfriend. And then he tells Cassie, get the baseball bat and let's beat them. Let's beat them to death. Cassie gets the baseball bat, begins hitting them, and then they flee. So Jordan's sister told the police that uh, Cassie went and got the bat, and she used the bat to strike uh, Johnny's sister in the back of the head. The two then fled the scene, and the police were called. The sister and her boyfriend were taken to a hospital. The sister and her boyfriend were taken to a hospital and were treated and released. Here's where Cassie and Jordan got caught. When Cassie and Jordan left Jordan's sister's house, they took Jordan's sister's car, leaving behind the car that belonged to Cassie's grandparents. They left their car at the scene of the second crime. <clears throat> now, police had originally been to the grandparents' home because the grandparents, uh, especially Wendy, had not been heard from. She was used to uh, making uh, Facebook posts and being on social media, responding, and no one, including, uh, no one had heard from them. So the police had went there for the welfare check after an out-of-state relative called to say they hadn't heard from them in about a week. Now, the officers did not enter the home because there was no probable cause and they wanted to respect the privacy of the family. And at this particular moment, the first time they, the police had went there, the car hadn't been found. <clears throat> it was the assault and the discovery of the car that the police found at Johnny's sister's house that made them go back to Wendy and Russell's home for another welfare check. When they went in the second time, they had to bust through the door, and that's when the police found the couple dead inside the home. 
Detective D.C. Smith said, This time we did force entry to the home where we located Wendy and Randall Bjorge, deceased upstairs in their home, in an obvious homicide. <clears throat> so, after that, they were able to track down Cassandra and Johnny and Harley anytime, and they were barricaded into an apartment. They were barricaded in there for quite some time, and Cassandra and uh, Johnny, Cassandra and Johnny, had reportedly had um, had wounds that they did uh, self they they self inflicted some wounds on on themselves. They were trying to commit suicide because the police had them surrounded, and they were inside of a bathroom unable to get out. Cassandra and Johnny were hospitalized with the self-inflicted wounds after the standoff that occurred. But the legal proceedings that followed were no less dramatic. Cassandra and Johnny faced charges of murder, aggravated assault, and conspiracy to commit murder. The court held chilling testimonies unraveling the gruesome details of that fateful night. The two teens pleaded guilty to beating, stabbing, and killing Wendy and Randall Bjorge, but only one apologized and asked for forgiveness. Johnny Ryder, who was 19 at the time, said, I would like to express my deepest apologies to the Bjorge family. I'm sorry for the pain and the grief I've caused all of you. I know what I have done is abominable and evil and, des and is deserving of hellfire. Cassandra didn't say anything. She just sat and cried. Johnny and Cassandra were each sentenced to two life sentences with the possibility of parole in 60 years. Plus, they are serving 21 years concurrently with a life sentence after they, after they pleaded guilty to murder, aggravated assault, and theft in the murders of the Bjorn grandparents. It's a very tragic case. There has not been any clear-cut reason why this happened. The only thing that has been discovered is that Cassandra had admitted that the grandparents, uh, you know, their, their, their tactics, their rules were way too much for Cassandra to handle. And I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier, but she was coming from a place where her mother could not really do anything with her, so therefore she was kind of free to roam and do as she will. And her grandparents really didn't want that to happen. It's really, really a sad case. So as we wrap up today, as we wrap up tonight's episode, we reflect on the case of Cassandra Borges, as we wrap up tonight's episode, let us reflect on the case of Cassandra Bjorge. What can we learn from each tragic event such as this? How can we communicate better? How can we recognize and address potential warning signs as well? Thank you for joining us on the episode. Thank you, for, thank you once again for joining on The Dark Place. And always remember, stay vigilant, stay aware, 
And as always, keep seeking the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Adam, with The Dark Place. Good night.